now. So let's focus in on that great account of the death of Jesus in Luke chapter 23, looking at verses 26 to 46. For, yeah. So if you want to find that in your in your Bibles, just a second, and we'll just settle our hearts and get ready to read God's word. As they led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the barren women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if men do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they were crucified, they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let them save himself, if he is the Christ of God and the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him, which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. For the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he had said, when he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. This is what the Lord's word to us today. Thank you, Lord, that we can look upon the cross and know that you are for us. Uh, so help us now, Lord. Help me as speaker. Uh, help the hearers alike. Lord, we want to pray uh, that we would go away from this uh, treasuring you all the more. In your name. Amen. 
Okay, kids, so uh, we're going to start with a little quiz. Um, I'm hoping Tony's uh, sorted some visuals out for you. So uh, some pictures are going to come up on the screen. And uh, I want you to tell me uh, whether you can see what all these people have in common. And I'm thinking of a word that they would all have in common. So let's uh, just see the visuals up there now. Here we go. There we go. So we've got a robber there and a, a policeman with a, a truncheon. I think the robber might win in that situation, but you need to uh, think about the word. Uh, let's have a look at the next one, Tony. If we've got it. There we go. So we've got a, a, a blazing house and a fireman. And then I think we've got one more. There we go. We've got a man in a suit. I'm not too sure what he'd be doing uh, in a swimming pool in his suit and a lifeguard. There we go. So three people there. And I don't know if you've got the word that I'm thinking of, but it was rescue. Now, it's the job, isn't it, of all these three people there to save us from harm and sometimes even death. Well, this morning we're going to learn about someone who put himself in danger rather than save himself from death. He chose death in order to rescue us. Now, let's have a look at the text uh, in a second. But Jesus was on the most wanted list, wasn't he? I don't know if you've ever seen them uh, shows on Netflix where they try and hunt criminals and you see like the, the mug shots of people. Well, Jesus would have been on the FBI's most wanted list. He'd come in, hadn't he, and shaken up the natural order of things. And people didn't like it. There was a plot. To kill him. And we're joined in the story where the plot is in full swing. Have a look down at verses 26 and 27. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way from the country, and put the cross on him and made it carry and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Imagine if you were one of Jesus's followers at this point, you would have felt utter despair, wouldn't you? Was Jesus going to be like all the rest, someone who talked a good game but delivered little? Was he like that second car, hand car salesman, salesman telling you the car is almost brand new, but really it's a clapped out banger? It certainly looked that way, didn't it? But we know uh, sitting here today, that the story doesn't end there. You see, the cross was the centrepiece of God's plan. His plan to, that a king would deliver his people, not through a strong army or a strong economic programme. No, he would deliver his people by dying on a Roman cross, totally alone with his closest friends and relatives watching on. The people who hatched this plan against Jesus probably thought this was the end of it. But really, it was the beginning. It was the event that would change the whole of history. But it's an event that involved ordinary people. We've seen Simon carry the cross and now we meet two criminals. They were not remarkable at all. In fact, it would have been two people whose society would have demonised. Look at verses 32 to 38. Two other men, both criminals, were there, were also led out to be with him to be executed. When they came to the place, they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, 
the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. It would have been a chaotic scene, wouldn't it? Uh, people watching, the soldiers betting, people weeping. And there's also some irony in the situation in what the people were shouting. He saved others, let him save himself. See, at this moment, God's king, the Messiah, the son of God, could have saved himself, couldn't he? He could have got down from the cross and put a stop to all of it, but he chose not to. He knew God's plan needed to be fulfilled. A crown was made that said, the king of the Jews. Again, an ironic statement, given the fact that Jesus was the king of the Jews. He was the promised Messiah. He was the one that the prophets in the Old Testament were pointing to. His mission was not only to save the Jews, but he was going to expand that out to anyone so that they could have the opportunity to be rescued if they turn towards him. Well, I don't know um, whether in this lockdown you've managed to watch any uh, series on TV. Um, I know that me and Kaylee have been obsessed with this programme called The Tiger King. Um, I've, I haven't actually had time to get an illustration uh, for that, but there will be one on the way in future sermons because I know that I am known for the illustrations of uh, films. But anyway, uh, this next part of the story, this next bit of the account in Luke that we're going to look at, it surely would have got that five star rating, wouldn't it, on Netflix? We get to see a close up of the two criminals uh, that were with Jesus on the cross. Let's have a look at verses 39 to 43. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. You are under the same sentence. We are punished justly for what we are getting, what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The first criminal mocks, doesn't he? Even though he's in desperate need, he won't bow the knee to the one person who can help him. Even faced with death, he won't allow himself to be drawn to the living God. We can write this off, can't we, and say that we would never do this to Jesus. Well, we might not be hurling insults at Jesus, but we all try quietly, don't we, to make him an irrelevance in our lives. It's telling, isn't it, that even in a global pandemic, Jesus is not talked about. He isn't regarded as one of the options who can help. But the other criminal, criminal has a different reaction, doesn't he? He knows he needs help. He knows he isn't perfect. He knows that Jesus can save him and he recognises who Jesus really is. We aren't told what the criminal has done, um, but he himself says that he is being punished justly. And Jesus says later in the day he will be with him in paradise. What a turnaround that is 
a common criminal on a cross, later being with the God of the universe. Amazing, isn't it? And that's the great thing about the gospel, that all can come regardless of what they've done in the past and received pardon from Jesus. That old hymn that we sing, Rock of Ages, nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked, come to thee for dress, helpless, look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me saviour or I die. Jesus's kingdom is not built by people earning their way in. Jesus says in John 6, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. This is exactly what the criminal benefit benefited from, wasn't it? Why is this Friday good? Well, it's good because the cross reminds us that coming into God's kingdom is not earned. It's free for those who believe. You don't need that impressive bank balance or the VIP pass or the perfect home life. Entering into God's kingdom and then into glory happens by believing in the one that he sent. And the curtain tearing in two shows this, doesn't it? Verses 44 to 46. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. From the sun, for the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Now, we haven't got a curtain to illustrate this. Uh, I'm not going to rip one up um, for fear of my wife, but also I don't think I'd be strong enough to rip a curtain. So let's illustrate this with an Easter egg and a piece of paper. OK, so kids, you have to use your imagination here. Imagine this Easter egg is Jesus. OK, and imagine that this piece of paper is all the bad things that we've done wrong, all the sin, everything. OK, and I want you to imagine. Imagine that this uh, Easter egg is the holy part of the temple that no one was allowed access to. And this was the curtain. OK, the curtain was blocking the most holy place in the temple. OK, now what happened when Jesus was on the cross? Well, that curtain completely ripped in two and it would have been better uh, ripping than that. OK, completely ripped in two. We were granted full access to the living God through the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Access would be given to the living God through a personal invite to anyone who places their trust in him. Jesus was our high priest on the cross. So if you're trusting in Christ this morning, you have something a lot better than an Easter egg. We have access to the living God and he invites us this morning to enjoy that access we have to him. The only requirement? Well, it's being like that thief on the cross, isn't it? Knowing that you cannot come to God on your own merits, but, you, but that you are accepted by the finished work of Jesus to give you fresh hope and a fresh start. That is why it's called Good Friday, because out of the most awful event came the biggest blessing. The curtain being ripped in two so that we could come to the living God. So why not spend this Good Friday reflecting and praising God for the access that you have been given to him? Let me pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord, that we have access to you through the work that you've done. Help us to believe on that and to grow in you. In your name. Amen.